Welcome to another episode of Bands to the Bone. Idris here alongside Bissola and Stefan. You know how we do. Let's get it. everybody doing good good good, 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 good. good, good, good. good, good. we have our second guests ever on our 11th episode if we had done it one week early we would have had our guest on our 10th episode that would have been a good month but our 10th episode actually covered a very important issue yeah and SARS and police brutality in nigeria we're still we're still pushing the movement but um, let's introduce our guests all right so today we have ij welcome to bounce to the bone thank you thank you um, hi, hi, um, Stefan. Hi, Abisola. You guys are doing yeah. amazing work. I listen to every episode of yours, including thank you, even thank the you, last one. You. Like I was, I was supposed to be doing other things, but I was like, I have to listen to this episode. So, ah, <laughs> I just, I just talk for us. <laughs> so you guys are, I really, I really like it, and you guys touch on very important um, topics that need to be addressed. So, um, yeah. It's, actually very awesome so i'm i'm honored to be here today and look forward hey, to hey, sharing hey. my journey with you hey, 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 and hey, of hey, course hey. i miss i miss <laughs> i, I miss my um favorite co-host idris <laughs> idris Shout is out. not here today we're supposed to maybe next time we'll sub next time you come we'll sub me or abisola so that idris is here idris is one that is here not that we'll sub you for your favorites <laughs> We'll sub you in for your favorite host. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, so how's everybody doing? How's everybody been doing this week? Okay. Well, this past yeah. week has been a lot. Like, I've been very, very emotionally stressful. And I feel like every Nigerian has probably been under the mm-hmm. same emotional stress. Because mm-hmm. of, like, the whole NSAS thing. Which is a lot. So, last week was a lot. It is. It was a lot. It was a lot. How about you, Ajay? Uh, is, is that the... The week has been, yeah, like, I think for many Nigerians, what we've been, what we've, our focus has been on the um, brutality that has been going on for so long, but I think everybody's just tired. And we're like, you know what? This is the time that you've pushed us to the world. We're not breaking the world to continue to move back. We're going to come See. full force in your face in your faces in your yeah it's insane i you know every day i'm still so shocked that we started a movement like this yeah like i feel like if we go back to like the first episode i said it's i think i was even attacking yes, me that time that i said nigerians cannot <laughs> nigerians cannot protest for anything we're too comfortable you know what but one um, thing this week has shown me is that we have been we have been told for the longest a wrong narrative of nigerians like it's it's hmm. it's like for long everyone has been saying nigerians cannot organize we cannot come together for something we cannot um but like this past week it has just shown the way every single person has stepped up without even like there's some people that nobody asked them and they just like stepped up and just started like doing things yeah, and it's yeah. so awesome to see because like it's shout out to fk shout out to everybody fk motivious yeah. every single person that is like taking yeah. it upon themselves even people that, that some people have been going to protest every single day some people have some people have ignored like their regular lives and like they've committed to this like protest and everything and it's so amazing to see because nobody would have like if someone had told me two weeks ago that nigerians are always fighting each other on twitter every single day will come okay. together like this i'm shocked right now we all have one common enemy 
have united yeah and, and it's it's actually very beautiful even beyond anything like it's so beautiful to yeah. see the younger generation take charge on their lives because it's to very be honest, important it's very 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 very, very important. important yeah very, like, very we can't do... i've never been prouder see, to be an you... and um we can and yeah like it's good to shout out what they are doing but but i think we should also talk about the fact that the nigerian government does not respect us even with all of this that, that we are doing they have not oh, anyway Osibanjo came out i even had i mentioned him in my post this morning fact, we perish we perish yeah. <laughs> what's that thing with them talking to us on twitter like the like it doesn't even make sense See. what is like this guy addressed nigerians on twitter by 11 45 p.m everybody has gone to bed first of all like who the fuck is on twitter at that time you know, it's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Something, something. Um, you know, I'm really hoping something comes out of it. To be honest, because like Nigeria's problem is not one. It's like, not one. Because no. all these size guys that they are dismissing self. What's next? What's next for them? They're going to go into the streets and be robbers full time, guaranteed. Because once you've held gun and you've seen the power that gun has given you, you've never worked a day in your life. You're now educated. Like, but that's why the system is broken because they shouldn't be dismissed into the streets they should be dismissed into jail because exactly. they are murderers you know not even the same thing as justice so that whole yes, just so, yeah. so, and why are you even dismissing without showing us people's names without giving us their information like you can literally and knowing nigeria so they are probably not dismissing anybody they are probably just using someone else to take the place of someone else knowing nigeria mm-hmm. and their irresponsible justice system yeah that, so until that. i see igp acts to step down that guy 400 pol- 400 police people charged with murder 800 others charged with violence see. and many more dismissed <laughs> i don't think i'm dismissed. going to take it serious i'm not taking osiban yeah. just serious i'm not taking buhari serious until we see headlines like that so yeah active and they definitely they need to in- improve the supports inside our police force like these guys first anyway you know nigerian problem is not one if we start if today we won't we'll finish. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish at all we won't we'll finish so um but welcome to the welcome to the pod ig thank, thank you. you for joining us thank you yeah so um maybe i should do a quick intro mm-hmm. so um, i'm going to introduce ig um so IJ came to Canada 2011 <laughs> <laughs> and stayed in residence at my university. IJ, IJ came to study econ- economics, right? Mm-hmm. Or was, did you already come to study? Because, you know, like there are two things that happen in that our university. Some people come to study medicine, some people come to study engineering, people come to study business. But there, there are two places that they graduate in. From Nigeria, at least, econs, economics, and computer science. True. <laughs> so that's why I was like, do you, "Did you originally even come and study economics?" Yes, yeah, so I was one of those people that originally came to study came, economics. Yeah, yeah, and if I, I think I might even have an idea why, because you have a background. Yeah. Strong roots in, in economics, economics, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I and I have been in university. Um, we're in Southern University at the same time. And we graduated around the same time, if not maybe you a semester before me or a semester. Yeah, yeah, the same year. The same, the same year for sure. Yeah, the same year. Yeah. yeah. So and then since then we've just been working. I just moved one side, I moved one side, <laughs> and 
all of a sudden we ended up in the same city again. You're pushing me, oh, you're pushing me. <laughs> it's you, you, you came after me, so we know who's pushing who. <laughs> Leave me alone, but, um, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much um, that's how long we've known each other. Yeah. But a lot of it's the intricacies and the specifics <laughs> will probably release as, as we, we as we as we go. Yeah. yeah. But um, tell us about your journey into economics, actually, because I mentioned I just realized that you're, you're, you have a strong roots. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about that and like how you journeyed, how you decided to get in? Because for some of us, <laughs> you know, your roots are also quite interesting. Because for some of us, um, maybe actually, let me. I'll let you say it first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. So for me, I I'll go I'll go a little bit back, even before I okay. came to Canada. So, um, okay. I started I when I I got to SS one which is i'm not sure what the equivalent of that grade is for canada I'm saying they finish in grade 12 yes, so i think that'll be grade nine nine, nine, nine ten, yes yeah. so actually grade 10 grade 10 so grade 10 you, ss1 you, yeah grade 10 grade 10 senior yeah. school i don't know something like mm-hmm. that for um, people that don't understand our grading system. system so yeah i started in um i started when i got into that place i was so sure that i wanted to be an engineer i was ex- ah! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard this one before. Really? I was so sure that I wanted to be an engineer. By yeah. the time I got to SS2, I had narrowed down my engineering choices to mechanical yeah. and petroleum slash chemical. Okay. By the time I got to SS3, I was 100% sure that I wanted to be a petrochemical engineer. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I, like, I think... When I was sat down with my dad when I was in SS2 and I said I wanted to be an engineer and said, what kind of engineer? I told him, he said, uh, you know what? Economists have money. One day, <laughs> petrol will finish in the ground. And that time, <laughs> at that time, what will happen? I was like, okay. He was like, economists have like prospect, not, not money per se, like they have a career prospect. So I should yeah. look into economics. I was, I was like, no, I, I really, really want to be um, a, an engineer. And then after yeah. that, I wrote jump in SS2. When I wrote jump, mm-hmm. I wrote the jump for going into economics. But in my head, I was like, yeah. I'll still convince him when I get to SS3. Yeah. So jump for those who are Nigerians or who aren't really aware, jump is like our university entrance exam, kind of like SATs yes. in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I wrote the one. So I wrote math, English, geography, and economics and jump. Yeah. And the thing that I think. I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but I passed jump. So at SS2, in SS2, in SS2. yes. So my dad was <laughs> like, "You see, you can do this economics thing." So by the time yeah. I got to SS3, he sat me down and said, "You're going to do economics." So, like, there's oh. no, there's no engineering. Like, I don't know. Like, just go and read economics. And the fact that, because I knew I was going abroad as well, so he was like, mm-hmm. "It is what it is." And it's one place to fit, so I had to carry my load, and I no did choice. the jump again for economics. And then when I was filling my yeah. application, I was applying to for um, bachelor's of arts economics in all the schools I applied mm-hmm. to. So I came to Canada and did. Um, I started doing economics. I remember my first semester, I banged, banged well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I mean, especially because I had to, you know, because in Nigeria, geography was a part of economics. So my dad literally picked my courses for me and he picked geography. So that geography was beyond okay. me. Mm-hmm. And I could not um, 
for the life of me, I could not understand what geography was about. And because I was new and young, I didn't know what, what else to do. So I was like, sure. So I started doing economics. I mean, to be honest, I look back, they say hindsight is 2020. But it's 2020. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, by the time I was in second year, economics became, you know, when you've been with something for so long, been with someone for so long, yeah. you begin to fall in love with that thing. Stockholm syndrome. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I was great at economics. I liked it. Um, I did what, what I had to do to pass. I was always reading, like, even when mm -hmm. I didn't need to, second year, third year. And then I think it was, like, end of second year, I did a course in economics that was in um, pre-econometrics. So it's the course that you okay. do. It's quantitative methods. And it's mm -hmm. the exact same thing. I know if you went to University of Manitoba, it's the same thing as Stat 1000. So introduction okay. to statistics. And yeah. I loved it. I was like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. like, this is so beautiful. When everybody was saying, what is this? What is this? I'm like, ah, this, this is what I like. Because I've always liked math. Yeah. I've always liked math. I've always been a math girl. So statistics was no different. So I decided yeah. that, okay, I want to do this um, statistics on the side. And I mm -hmm. remember when I did stats one and stats two. So introduction to statistics one and introduction to statistics two. I got a yeah. message from the actuarial department and the statistics department to come and do actuarial. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I called my daddy and I was like, this is what I want to do. My daddy was like, see, finish your economics, I beg. I don't <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to hear. He didn't even want to hear at all. So, but I knew that economics was not going to take me anywhere. Like one of my friends, Tim Itaya, she would tell you that. When you, fit, when you graduate, she also did economics. We, we both did very similar degrees, um, economics and yeah. statistics. And she'll tell you that when you finish with economics, eh, you are one of 50,000 people looking for a job that has only f two openings. So yeah. <laughs> why? And they're looking for PhD. Mm -hmm. So trust me, you're not, even, you're not going to get that job because economics yeah. is not, it's, it's even for, you know, like, you have to be, I, I don't want to use the word older, but you have to have been, you have to have a wealth of experience to be an economist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Of which out of that 50,000, 35,000 probably finished the previous years before <laughs> exactly. you even finished. So trust me. So only 15,000 are new. I did for back. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's a wait list out there. And so when yeah. I came out and I wanted to go and do my postgrad or masters, I was like, what do I want to do? So I started Googling business and statistics. What can it be used for? Um, mm -hmm. What can I use in math, like mathematics? What can I use it for in the business world? Because I still wanted to incorporate that economics slash business, I would say, into my life. Because yeah. I didn't want to just go and be a, like a tech person at the back of a computer, but, or just yeah. a mathematician with no social life. No, I didn't want that. I wanted some form of like, business business thing like, to be with some social with some, yeah, yeah exactly and that uh, has career prospects for like managers managerial roles and stuff so i started looking in i started googling and then i saw business analytics so i went in for business analytics but i ended up falling more in love with the tech part of it so that data science that coding that mathematics creating algorithms deep learning computer vision to me it was like magic i was like 
whoa so this is what yeah. <laughs> this is what machine learning can do this is what it, like so this is like it's just it just sounded like something for cool people right yeah so that's how i went into um data science, data science. yes and I mean that I'm here today as a data scientist and I won't trade it for any other <laughs> thing. So I'm a data scientist and statistician in my day to day um at work. So that's yeah. that's that's me and that's my jo- long and short journey. That's your of, of your journey. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> the path. Yeah. Um something interesting that you mentioned, which I think like a lot of like a lot of a lot of us can relate to is our parents picking our mm-hmm careers Mm -hmm. lord and picking you know going through a path um picking your path your career path is one of the your biggest fights that every nigerian would face yeah with their parents um i came i also kind of had like a somewhat similar story to you um i came here to study engineering Mm -hmm. originally from when i was a kid i always wanted to be an aeronautic engineer because i've always really been fascinated with planes hence my flying story, mm-hmm. you understand? Mm-hmm. So I've always really been fascinated with I wanted to be an aeronautic engineer. But um, when I was applying to schools, um, Boeing actually... So just out of the blue, we saw some news that Boeing had laid off a bunch of aeronautic engineers. And um, so my dad was like, so what is aeronautic engineers? What would they do now? I'm kind of fortunate. I was fortunate at that level because I had chosen something really high tech so my dad was really supporting me pushing my dream mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so like all these aeronautic engineers what would they do now because they're very it's a very niche mm-hmm. field mm-hmm. so you they actually either have to find a job with airbus or another aeronautic engineering uh, company so he started asking some of his friends and a bunch of his friends recommended electronic electrical electrical electronics yeah. engineering mm-hmm. so and i applied to university of manitoba so i got admitted into engineering there but what they don't tell you in University of Manitoba is that when they give you an admission at University of Manitoba, you go into like a gener- general first-year program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not actually in electrical engineering. You're in engineering generally in the Department of Engineering. And then you have to apply to get into... Um, the department. Into the, the, depa- the department. Yeah. yeah. So you're in the faculty, but you have to apply to get into the department. Mm-hmm. So... I the first year I didn't have I I was missing one course to get into to apply so I waited for the next year and then the next year they started this thing where they said you're only taking 10% international mm-hmm. students by the time they announced that one self I was I didn't knew that it was a wrap but anyway I still tried because I could I don't know how to go and tell my father that yeah. I couldn't get I didn't try and I couldn't get in yeah so um I tried I didn't get in so I was like no what next and I had a friend who had already just switched by his own choice mm. to computer science. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, to make the switch. And that was a very big... Because I don't know if it's, it's probably not the case now, but back then, computer science wasn't seen as anything to Nigerian parents. Because yes. people used to study computer science yes. and go to all those... Yeah, yeah it was very disrespected yes. in Nigeria. Because you study computer science and come out and start fixing computers <laughs> and doing Microsoft Word in somebody's office. <laughs> Even so, electrical electronics. That's why I was listening to and I was like, in Nigeria, elect. people say, yeah, they would call it elect, elect, elect. I'm saying that is um, <laughs> electrician work. No, those people are well, the real deal. No, but they you, are the know, real like, deal. you know, yeah. you know those courses, but like in context of like Nigeria, there's actually no job opportunities for those kind of jobs in Nigeria. For them. So that's why people yeah. actually okay. shit on them in Nigeria. But like when I came to yeah. Canada, yeah. that was when I realized that they're actually like. 
positions like these jobs actually mean something you can actually make something. money from yeah. these jobs and i think that's actually the story of yeah. a lot of people that came to your event for engineering because like around the time i came i came for nothing though but like i had a lot of friends that were yeah. in engineering or trying to get into engineering and let's say at when i came i had like 100 friends by the time I was leaving your them, only like one person actually ended up doing engineering. Good in- like engineering. Fifty See. of them already changed to <laughs> computer science. The remaining mm. maybe like so 10 many people can relate to that story. Yeah. To another school, then maybe like ten went back to yeah. Nigeria because they tried to get into engineering for like three years and that wasn't happening. And their parents were like, "Come yeah, back exactly. home." That's their it. Were like, yeah, engineering or nothing. Exactly. Because <laughs> their parents. Yeah, and then yeah. there's the few people that changed to like economics. Sciences. Hello, hello. <laughs> gang, gang. So I took um, um, one computer science course. That was my highest grade. Like my first year, that was the only A that I had. And I was like, that was the first computer science. This okay. The second, the first one, I think I had an A. Then the second one, I said, okay, let me just take the first, second one and see mm-hmm. how it goes, mm-hmm. just in case this is an, like a probable, probable alternative. Mm-hmm. And that was my first A. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah. And so did they distribute the stuff in this faculty. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I was gingered. Yeah, yeah. So I started to think about it, then I then I switched. And it's funny because so, um, sorry, keep going. Sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Say, no. And it's funny because you're saying uh, they're distributing A's, but it's not it's easy. Computer science exactly. is not easy. That was my, that was my last day. <laughs> that was your first and only. <laughs> that was my last day, so I even played myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's not easy at all. <laughs> I don't think yeah, there's anything easy in this life. Yeah. There's yeah, that's thing, true. Nothing easy. There's nothing, yeah. nothing easy at all. Yeah, nothing easy. That was actually so. It, don't. That was a slight miscommunication. <laughs> no, I thought that Zadi should distribute it there, but when I got in, I realized. That's what I was supposed to end up saying. Because, like, my first courses, I chose, like, because I didn't know, right? So, like, my dad wanted to help me choose yeah. my courses. And in my head, I was like, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no way I'm going to do this shit to myself. Because I know my dad is going to pick mm-hmm. physics, chemistry, all these hard courses. And I was like, there's no fucking mm-hmm. way. So, like, and then I had a friend that was in nursing. So, I just told her, I beg, please help me pick electives. And I would lie to my dad that all the actual nursing classes are filled. So, like, the only thing I can do right now is electives. And that was how, luckily yeah. for me, I actually got, like, easy courses. So, like, in my head, I was thinking, because that was my first semester. I chose 830 classes. And I came in winter. So, like, in my head, I was thinking, life is oh, about wow. to be a smooth breeze. Oh, more. <laughs> Breeze. After the first one week yeah. of eight thirty classes, rude awakening. Like, nah, I'm not doing this Yeah, yeah. But because I, I chose electives, I actually passed that semester. I did all A's in my head. I was thinking yes, because like I didn't want to do nothing. Like yeah. so, basically, right from time me when I chose my courses in like secondary school. I already knew because I know my father and I knew that the only way I can leave Nigeria is if I tell him that I want to do something either engineering um, or doctor related mm-hmm. or nursing, something sure. And then I knew that yeah. that way he was actually going to let me and he was actually going to support me because in his mind, I'm sorry that he's not serious. She suddenly wants to be serious. <laughs> nursing, please <laughs> divert all resources. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like so that was how i chose because i didn't even choose nothing i chose medicine because then i actually chose cardiothoracic surgery because i figured 
my dad is oh, going to want me to go on. <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. yeah. By the time you even call some of these names for your parents, you'll be like, uh-uh, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> sounds <laughs> sounds high tech. Yeah, and then exactly. my parents were ready to support me. So that's how I applied to U of M. When I came into U of M, I had like 50 friends that were trying to get into nursing. Like why I say U of M is horrible is that I'm here as an international student. I applied for nursing. You told me I've gotten admission into nothing all for me to get to your of them and for you to tell me that actually you got into university one which is not even That's which exactly is not even university it's just university one which means that after you finish taking all your stupid university one courses then you now have to start fighting to get admission into the faculty you want to go to yeah. and then bear in mind you're allowed 500 international students and then you now say that your the gpa for international students is 3.9 while for your home students it's two point five. <laughs> then out of the people how out of the five hundred international students, you're only going to take five every semester. At what point do the remaining five hundred students get an opportunity to actually go to school and actually do the nursing? At the point they leave the school. <laughs> actually, let me question for IJ, because it's something we've also kind of discussed. It just has mentioned mm-hmm. as well on the pod. Um, we do you feel like you were proper you were fully equipped for like the career prospects mm. well aware of all the options from university even the one you chose petrochemical and and uh, was it because you were educated were you like educated of all the alternatives were and then you picked this is the one i wanted do you mean from like when i was in from secondary, secondary school in nigeria you know what yeah um i would say to a large extent yes so if we're going to okay. do on a scale of one to hundred i'll say 80 percent yes and I know that oh, yeah, and I know that is weird because that's not people's mm-hmm. reality. Because um, a lot of people yeah. are like, I didn't know. I'm shocked. I did further maths mm-hmm. in school, so when we we're doing calculus, yeah. things looked normal to me. Things looked, it didn't yeah. look strange. Um, mm-hmm. I also went to ISI. Shout out! <laughs> I went, to, <laughs> I went to ISI, and ISI was known to be one of the best secondary schools i don't know how it is today i need to go and check but, yeah. but when i up until when i was like graduating i said it was one of the best so there were there was a lot of emphasis on on teaching you Career. yeah and teaching you good stuff like it wasn't just um I mean, there were some things that they could do better. Like, our English classes were bad. That one was bad. <laughs> but those science... I was in science class, right? Those science courses, they were very... Yeah. They were good quality. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I look mm-hmm. back, and I'm still like, oh, wow. Like, there are some things that... You know what? ISI didn't do too bad. They didn't do too bad. In yeah. terms of career, um, th- I think that's where the 20% is. Because they didn't necessarily sit you down and tell you, you can do this. Exactly. In Nigeria, it's, actually, you're a doctor... You're, a, you're in the, or let me say you're in the medical field or you're an engineer or you're a disgrace. So it's one of those three that you have to pick in this life. You cannot now say that you want to do, like, if you want to be a, an economist, that means that you don't know what's wrong with you, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. they never sat you down and said that, okay, based on this, your strengths, you these are a few things you yeah. can do. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody so ever that's does where that. Nobody ever does that. And it now becomes tougher because your parents, right from when they see you, they're like, hmm, we named this child <laughs> Stefan. He's going, he's going to be an engineer. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, you know, so, yeah some random <laughs> theory. Exactly. <laughs> to pick your, like a reporter, they put the hat on you, say, okay, okay, this yeah, guy is going to exactly. Do Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, 
um, or because me, I was I was an economist and will be a family of economists. Do you get? Yeah. You, you hear people. It's yeah. it's a it's a pride thing for people to be family of accountants. Mm-hmm. It's a pride thing to be yeah. people of. But how do you know that that child really wants to do it? I'm just following your footsteps. You know? So that's where that twenty percent really comes in. In terms of quality of education, the educational system can do better. Definitely. I, no, that one. See, I feel like yeah, even all of us on this podcast were privileged enough to have gone to schools that actually like mm-hmm. make some mm-hmm. certain efforts. But what about people that yeah. don't have that privilege? That yeah. They can't yeah. even afford it. So like that's just yeah. that's just where yeah. it's like see we'll start talking yeah. about that. I, <laughs> I think for I think for us the 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 discrepancy of of what was good versus what was not good was not in the second was not in secondary school. It was those people that went you know those people that went to uni in Nigeria and then they'll come and mm-hmm. do masters. Exactly. Now that is an that's... issue because so, those ask medical students they'll tell you that they've never seen some of these things that they are using here and i'm like sorry so yeah what what what, so what were you doing exactly or you you talk yeah. to an econometric student um and they tell you that they never solved any regression analysis i'm like so what did you do mm-hmm. in class like what did you do do you yeah. get what i mean so it's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. um I don't know. The Nigerian education system needs a reform, especially at that upper level. Needs, at that upper level, because we're lucky to get it out. Needs a serious yeah. reform. Yeah. And I think, um, in terms of like career path, um, like I don't, I won't put it beyond Nigerian parents <laughs> to you know say maybe one day you help them. They were trying to find <laughs> where the app was on their phone. Yeah. You found it for them. Maybe as you're going to to apply to university, be like, ah, this is my boy. He likes computer. He's very good at computer. <laughs> yeah. Just because of that day that you helped them find the app on yes, their phone. Yes, exactly. And that's how they've chosen your but, career path yes, for yes. you. So another thing we haven't really even mentioned, we'll probably talk about it a little bit further down the line, is that uh, you also have you also work on on the side mm. on a project with uh, relating to career mentoring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something that's very important, I feel, yeah. today. We can even talk about it now, actually. So can you, do you want to tell us about that? So, um, and I'll tie it into what we had discussed off camera as well, about, like, um, navigating post-undergrad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just me, but, I mean, Stefan, you were one of the lucky people to finish school and get a job, sharp, sharp. <laughs> <laughs> you want, no, I got a job, sharp, sharp. But you people do not know my struggle. It's true. I was there depressed. There's a lot of struggle, bro. honestly. I'm not even see. I'm not even shocked. I I, I just joked about that. See, I understand that there must have yeah, been a lot of no. struggle for oh, that. And we don't talk it was, about it, it was right? Insane. We don't talk about yeah. that um, transition from finishing school and either going for postgrad or finding uh, finding a job. Mine was a year yeah. long. And you know me now, mm-hmm. I'm always, I'll say I'm a happy person and I'm always like, you never see me break down. Like, I'm not the kind of person that you see and be yeah. like, ah, Ija is not, is, is down or she's this or she's that. And it's not good, but I know what I, that one yeah. year, I know what I struggled with. And a lot of mm-hmm. it was um, where I, I agree with Abisola, like they didn't even set us up for the job market um, in your yeah. them. They didn't set us up to you know, apply to the right places. It was almost like you finish school and you're going to, you know what, PR is next and anything to get that PR is exactly. to work at a call center. Yeah. So <laughs> I really struggled there and I was like, after all this money, my father, like we're international students, you know how much your father and mother are paying See. every year. Yeah. And you tell me that I would not even end up to, ha- yeah. <laughs> so 
I really struggled. Yeah, it's it's it was very very tough, and I really struggled with transitioning. I struggled with um, writing GMAT in that yeah. period. I struggled with a lot of things, and I struggled with having nobody to actually talk to. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And what next? So to mentor, to mentor me. Okay, when I was living um, for my postgrad, I was going to Kingston. I remember that day, my friend came to tell me goodbye. I was on my way to the mm-hmm. airport, and I don't know if I've told this story before, Stefan. And he got to the car, and he said, "IJ, you can still apply for your work permit. You don't have to leave." Hmm. That's how, like, that's how scared everybody was for me. That's how I said, yeah. "God knows that." If not because my father had paid school fees, I would have waited in Winnipeg (laughs) and I I had to go right so when I got to Kingston that was where everything changed I met my program coordinator um yeah Professor Patrick Egunonu and he was the definition of I don't even know it's as if they sent God sent someone to just mentor me like he 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 would just he told me this is you're good here you're good here you're good here this is how you can do yeah. better in all these other places. Like he told me that mm-hmm. you can you can be very sound technically, statistically. Because I knew stats, like I could do statistics in my sleep, I could do mathematics in my sleep, I could do all those things in my sleep. Like I was good at it, right? But he he was like, but to put yourself in the forefront of of the um, of the job market, you have to have all these skills that a lot of people don't have. And he told me his own stories, an engineer as well. Um, he, you know, a lot of us that study all this computer science engineering and more techie things, we are not as social as the rest of people. Like I wasn't on LinkedIn until that yeah. year, 2017. And he told me, go and open mm-hmm. LinkedIn, go and open Twitter. Till now I'm still, I don't even use Twitter, but he's like, go and open LinkedIn, go and open Twitter. Tweet about career stuff, tweet about what you like. He, I was in charge of the um, big data and analytics, um, big data analytics club. club. Um, I was in charge of all those things. I was a president. So I had to reach out to people, to speakers, to come speak at our conference. So I had to learn how to communicate beyond my circle of friends, beyond what I'm used to. Yeah. So he mentored me through that process, right? And when I came out, I realized that I was two different people going in and coming out. Like, if you even notice, like, if mm-hmm. you knew me prior to 2017, I didn't used to post on Instagram. Like, I, you would not, you would not mm-hmm. see me posting and doing all those things. But LinkedIn and stuff, I used to post every day. And, yeah, I, my job was through LinkedIn. You get what I mean? So, yeah. um, so it was through LinkedIn. And it's just, when I came out of that and I saw how I evolved through that 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 one year i was like i think that i need to carry other people along i think i need to Mm -hmm. share my experience with other people who have um who may be going through this and it's interesting to see how a lot of people actually go through like you've never told me that you were depressed i'm just hearing it and Honestly, yeah. if someone asked me, the only thing is, if you say, oh, do you think Stefan would have been depressed? I would have been like, you know what, if I, I would only use my, maybe it's possible, but he didn't look depressed. But the truth is that a lot of yeah. people, when you talk to them, they will tell you that they are depressed. They don't even know what next. And they're just looking for that encouragement. They're just looking for that push. And not that you should, you, yeah. not that, and it's not that you should um, 
put your hope on someone's validation that's not what it is it is that you need somebody to guide you sometimes you need somebody to tell yeah. you tell you what to do you need somebody to tell you to to explain how they've done things and how you can incorporate it and there are sometimes that um yeah. my 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 mentor will tell me maybe 100 things and i'll pick 80 of those things or i'll pick 50 of those things and incorporate it to where i am at and then i even got another mentor by the time i was before i started at ibm he also works at ibm um paul he was yeah. also like he guide me through things i did this is what is hot in the market this is what you should be doing this is what and that kind of led me to a path i'm still working working trying to do my best but i know that mentorship has been a very big part of my journey um and even now that i'm working i have a see i have about four mentors let me explain to you they all do different things so i have a network <laughs> of mentors because to be honest you yeah. need those people who have walked that walk um you need those people mm -hmm. who have been there and you need someone who can you know sometimes um they call it sponsorship as well you need someone who can fight for you when you're not there you, yeah. you get so for mm -hmm. me that's how i see it and that's how i've also positioned myself to help others um help other younger people um, younger professionals and when i say younger professionals, professionals not that they're necessarily younger than me they could be older than me yeah. they could be younger than me but what i mean is that they are just but entering into the profession they're trying to, they find, their trying their to find their way in so yeah. that's that for me it's a very mm. very personal very personal and very like it comes from a very deep and personal place it's something i'm very very um passionate about passionate about exactly i'm very passionate about it and that's why my voice yeah. is a little bit stolen because it's it takes a lot it takes a lot from from me like even when when i started yeah. it at first i started it with a different page ij talks and i stopped because i think for that moment i was doing fashion and career but I remember when I stopped mm -hmm. and I, and then I just faced my normal page. I'll post once in a while. And a few people reached out to me and were like, IJ, I think that this career thing, because maybe I would say something about career or something like give advice or something. Yeah. And they're like, I think you should not stop doing your IJ talks. So I incorporated it into my personal page. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? I don't even post myself or anything personal. So let me just, you know, reach out to people. And you, yeah, and you'll be shocked how much people come and just even talk and like ask you questions and like um, just yeah. say, I, I can relate. And honestly, my journey is not the smoothest, but I just want to be able to give out something to, to you know, people. somebody to other people. To and other I people. hope I'm doing that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good to hear. Those um, relationships mm -hmm. that you build yeah. along the way, they really, they can they can go along with those professional relationships yeah. outside of just the day-to-day -day going to class yeah. going to reading your yeah. books having that relatable journey you know, have being able to speak with someone who you can relate to their journey and mm -hmm. all who can give you like the downs and the ups mm -hmm. and the full cycle of everything is very yeah. important um one of the things because even like when i was in school i was actually in the core program in um in at some points and um, I love a lot of the people in you know really had high GPA, so I was really worried. Still didn't get a job, so I I've, that also kind of left a mark in me that I needed to have like a high GPA and co-op. None of that which I had mm -hmm. to get to get to get a job. But 
assuming I had someone who could share their story with me and tell me that, oh, this is how I was able to navigate. These are the things I need to do. Work on side projects. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been really helpful because even now people don't people get into software jobs without necessarily a degree in science at yeah. all. They learn from YouTube. They learn from from a variety of Literally. other places outside of academia, of school, yeah. of structured acad- um, academia. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the way the world so and it's it's always like I think that there's a narrative that has gone on for so long on how to like what the job market is like, um you, your GPA here, yeah. um years of experience there. And I think that that's where where yeah. I'm just like, no, it's not necessarily true. Like you don't have to have fifty years of experience before you can do um a job in software development. Like if like you said, if you go on YouTube yeah. and you dedicate the the next six months you'll be ready and there's a way you can do your resume yeah. you can start projects you can there are other ways to set yourself up and a lot of companies now are looking for um people who are um what's it called people who are ready to learn people who are ready to to yeah. do the work they're not necessarily like it's okay if you don't have the degree i know that there's some jobs that yeah, require the degree but a lot of people are like yeah. you know what it doesn't it doesn't yeah. really matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Because even like, with, I feel like with the dawn of like the information age, it's more like a lot of things are now decentralized. Mm-hmm. Like going to school, everything is available to you on the internet. Yeah. So it's it almost it's almost like soft skills are now more important yeah. than ever. What you can actually do. Something also that is, uh, that I think is important in our field mm-hmm. as well in uh, tech. And also... It, it carries over to a lot of other fields, but specifically since you're also in, in mm-hmm. tech, it's like being a woman mm, in tech. Mm-hmm. You know, um, tech hasn't... When I was in university, we're all, you know, throughout the four years, except in co-op, when some people went for co-op, so some, some people were out of stream. Yeah. There were two women in my class, mm. all through in computer science. Yeah. And that has been like a, an issue, mm-hmm. trying to get women in tech. There were many programs. There was WISE, I think, mm-hmm. which was women in science and engineering or something mm-hmm. like that. And then there was some other programs trying to encourage women to get yeah. in. So how have you dealt with that? How have you dealt with being a woman in such a testosterone-infused <laughs> <laughs> infused field? Yeah, so um, truly, it, it you know what? I would say that, okay, let me start like this. It has been, I don't face any form of, oh, because you're a woman and stuff. I'll just put that out there. Um, I have awesome co-workers yeah. who respect me, who listen to me, and I, like I, they believe I bring value. But on the other, the other yes. side of it is that I can imagine how hard it is because um, I remember when I was going, to, I started data science and someone had told me that, ah, you're doing data science, you're a woman now. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, what, what, what does you're a woman mean? And of course, yes, it's, I'm easily yeah. the only tech woman in, in my, on my team. I'm easily the only tech person on my team, um, tech woman on my, on my, in my group or on a project. But it's, it's not, I think that we should, I, I tried, like, in my career and mentoring, going back to that, I've tried to encourage, um, I, I try to encourage women to go for what they want. Don't, don't say, oh, I'd rather do, maybe, for example, and not to knock on any career, but, for example, you feel like, okay, because project management is more, um, less technical feminine. or more feminine, yeah, okay. and then you say you go into that yeah. rather than the 
web development that you're more interested in or the um, software development you're more interested yeah. in i encourage them to apply to jobs um that that's that they want to apply to i encourage them to speak up and even even i i know that even some people would tell you that in some companies pms are mostly men not women so it's mm-hmm. it's very tough out there even being a woman with a career path because i think by the time you start having your kids you start going to the side how the, the system is designed so you hardly see women up there and i'll tell you yes that's true um sometimes i wonder where the the women in tech are like the executive women in tech are the directors mm-hmm. the vps i mean i think for me for where i work my uh, former ceo was was the she's the first woman ceo so i always looked up to her and say okay you know what this is a tech company and she's she's doing she's she's there so that that's that's yeah. um we we kind of got balance with women in technology if that makes sense yes. so yeah, yeah that that one i'll say that i've been lucky enough not to really um go through the, be on the yeah be end. on the other end but i've heard like horror stories of people saying that they say something in a meeting and another person um a, a man says the same thing and they don't hear her but they'll hear the man and yes. It's yeah. it's it's a constant struggle. It's a constant struggle for them, right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, coming from like a coming from like a culture where, like, I say w- women are like um, I don't know if curtailed is the word. I mean, like yes, subdued. Mm-hmm. In way or you speak like a lady, or you don't. Mm-hmm speak Mm -hmm. up you don't you you have to do things in a certain in a certain Mm -hmm. way so that to give your lady um side so it's it's almost more challenging Mm -hmm. for i find for women to in those spaces having to hustle and tussle with all these bros Mm -hmm. who you know are used to going out and fighting for everything Mm -hmm. and also um so definitely like culture culture definitely like uh plays a part mm-hmm. but it's good that you you've been on the fair mm-hmm. end even i'm trying to think of some female executives the only one i can think of is marissa Mayer, who isn't at yahoo mm-hmm. anymore uh, she used to be the ceo of yahoo and that was actually the first time i'd heard of a female CEO. or a lady ceo mm-hmm. of like such a big yes, organization mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um and what what do you imagine is the like the potential mm-hmm. like what are the from your own experience even though you haven't experienced it but i'm sure we could probably tell when there's that there are opportunities for more women to come in do you like are there because some some people are some i feel like some people still need that push mm-hmm. some women still need that push <coughs> to say do it you know there's still there's probably some self-doubts like oh am i going to be able to do it uh, look at all the guys that are there yeah. imagine something like i imagine a, a woman trying to get into something like mechanical mm-hmm. engineering that's a testosterone heavy mm-hmm. field yeah. you know um what what do you think are the prospects for for women who are trying to get into into tech i think that with the movements that we have um and the light that has been shown on feminism and equality i think that 
that it's time for us to actually start using that. But the truth of the matter is that even though there's light, sh light on di these matters, there's still that um, um, self-doubt that, that you cannot just change in one day, right? Yes. So when you see a yeah. job posting on, on, on LinkedIn or wherever you check for jobs, and you see, oh, we need two yeah. years experience with, with this, with that, with like, you see all these things. A lot of women just shut yeah. down after they don't tick up to 80% of the boxes. And I'm telling you today, yeah. hey, women, apply for the job anyway. Apply for the job anyway, because, and this is not to be a conversation about men versus women or females versus yeah. males but the truth of the matter is that if it was a male professional that saw this job posting he will not think twice in his own head is like i see a job yeah. posting and i'm applying for it and chances that yeah. they will call yeah. him so it's the same chances that you have to take on yourself and say it's fine yeah. for me not to meet this requirement but i want to i want to apply anyway and what you would see is that um you you're actually getting interviews i understand that those rejections also take from like your self-confidence mm -hmm. but always remember that it's okay for them to reject you like you like stefan had said um there is a path before that success for it to be called successful there's something that you might have gone through you have to go through for yep. you to now say yes i overcame so it's okay for them to reject you just don't wake up the next day and say we move we are going to apply again we yes we're going to apply again <laughs> we move. yeah and also um yeah. i think that we women should ask for help one thing that I've, I've not done the um statistics on this or the fact check but what i noticed is that a lot of times when women start having kids they it's easy for you to just say you know what i'll stay home and take care of the kids rather than you know go back to take, yeah, a, step so back. You take a step back from your career and that's because of the way the system is built right them um, child care mm -hmm. is very hard to get and even when you get it it's very expensive so you would rather be at home you know saving that money yeah. and taking care of your children i'm not going to tell you that you should drop your children at child in child care but if, it, if these are chances you should take on your career as well because it's just i don't know we should we should also continue to fight for like daycares down downstairs our offices if we go back to work otherwise yeah. we should fight for remote work so that we can be with our kids and also be working kids. yeah so those are those are yeah. the th those are the opportunities i also think that when you're when you when 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 you become a hiring manager or if you're a hiring manager when people are applying for jobs be, make conscious efforts to um to listen to your interv in interviewees um don't 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 yeah. don't close off their voices because they may be saying something but they're struggling to speak properly they're struggling to sorrow it's okay you know so yeah <laughs> please what does sorrow okay mean i've speak seen it but i don't up. know what it means oh. what oh, okay 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 yeah so they're, okay. they're probably struggling you know to like to 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 because they are they've been told already yeah. that they they are not that's not the right place for them that's not the the, yeah. the thing the, what they're where they're supposed to be you you said like a very like a lot of really great points i feel like a lot of things we need to rethink a lot of things so that it's not hostile to the to the growth that we're 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 pursuing yeah. remote work as well should be um encouraged mm -hmm. you know me I, as this pandemic 
I want my, the last time I entered office to be February. <laughs> yeah, that's my entered office for the next ten years. Should be this February Never that just passed. Again. I don't want to work from work again. Yes, exactly, exactly. Never again. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> and I think that we should also encourage um, very good feedback as well. So it's okay for you not to get the mm-hmm. job, right? Um, but tell me why. Tell exactly. me what you expected so that yes. I can do better in the next one. Because I may go in there very prepared, yeah. and of course, like a lot of people, a, a lot of people could be reflective but to be honest there are some things that you would never know if someone does not point out to you so i think it's good for you. for for some for some feedback it doesn't have to be so deep or it's comprehensive the word but yeah. it can be high level and then the person can infer what they want to yes. infer and do something that the next they can one. so it's just about they can yeah, take so away. that we can just build ourselves up the person may not be the right fit for your for your company or um firm but the person maybe may use what they have learned to be a right fit for another um company yeah yeah, yeah. that's 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 right and at the end of the day you know sometimes the funny thing is, is like when i look back at my the time i was applying for mm-hmm. jobs i applied to let's say i applied to 151 mm-hmm. jobs i got one interview at the end of the day i want one job all that is history mm-hmm. right now so whatever feedback if i did 151 interviews whatever feedback i'll eventually be getting better until i get yeah. the 151st yeah. one and i you know i, I went mm-hmm. in <laughs> so um you know failure is i feel like failure is the most without failure there won't be success if everyone was getting mm-hmm. it the way we think everybody's mm-hmm. getting it they won't we won't celebrate getting it as much because everybody's doing yeah. it Absolutely. so um it's really good it's really good mm-hmm. the work the work that you're doing it's really good yeah um also I, I i think something that's also interesting because i also like with pod, with regards to podcasting and um working how do you navigate content creating on your instagram and like the career mentoring stuff as well as working and how important do you think it is to have like an outlet hmm. or a side project um Hmm. that's a good one you know what is hard i'm not even going to lie I'm, like i think i think yeah. my passion for my side job really um when i say side job <laughs> my passion for my career uh, mentorship and talks side my side gig, gig yeah. it really surpasses everything and there are times when i don't even post because like work is taking all my time but i try to make sure that i yeah. take time um to put out something because i know that there are times when people be like Ija, where are you so i'm like you know what i'm still here okay so that they can remember me yeah <laughs> we day here we day here so it's it's that it's that like making sure that um i i think for me it's just understanding that it's just as important as my um job and because it it is yes. it is my own um giving back to humanity mm-hmm. and it's also something i'm yeah. very very passionate about um in terms of like now yeah. mixing it with social life i think you asked that right there's no um yeah i, I stefan do i have social life i don't know that i have oh, i'm always in my house <laughs> <laughs> always at, at home. home every single time um yeah so that's the thing and you know what i'm i'm at home not because uh my social i think i'm generally just um a laid-back person i'm generally in my house my work takes most of my time um and then this career talk also takes a lot of my time so i 
yeah. and i enjoy doing it like i wouldn't have it any other way there are days when i'm just overwhelmed and i'm like oh not today i can't do anything and obviously the thing i cannot do is yeah. the one that is not paying me the one that is paying money i have to do the one that is not paying me money you have to <laughs> yeah <laughs> relax yeah. first but i really because it... <laughs> now now who don't chop the post exactly post exactly <laughs> but all in all like i even saw something let me see if i would find it um i saw something and i saved it let me find it and i related yeah. with it so much you know like because i read a lot mm-hmm. of i read a lot of books articles i'm always reading something or listening to a podcast i'm always yeah. i i just like doing that like i think that's my outlet Yuck. for me taking in yes information. and um yeah. while i'm looking for that i know that you had said that um how important is it to have an outlet i know for some people they are fine with just yeah. their jobs they, they like they give to humanity in other ways maybe they go volunteer in something totally unrelated to car- their career or they just yeah. take time to sleep or take time to be with family or um have maybe yeah. i don't know some people have different ways of like um of of, of taking, taking a, a break, break or, or just doing something else and i yeah. think that's fine as well for me this is this is mine it's it's not even a break per se it was a break at first yeah. at the beginning of covid it was a break oh this is my career talk is my yeah. but after a while you see that you have to like because i was doing videos at first you have to edit you have to do this you have to do that and it's actually yeah. work right so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's that's it so this thing i'm looking for it and i can't find yeah. it but essentially what it had said was um there are days that he's also i think he's also a coach or a career mentor but he's a life okay. coach or something and he said there are days that he doesn't want to mentor anybody there are days that he doesn't want to um do any like he doesn't want to to to, to even be on instagram there are days when he doesn't want anybody to message him but at the end of the day he knows that this is what he has to do and he puts on a poker face and he does what he has to do because this is what he's passionate about and that we should not say that because we are passionate there won't be down days there will be down days and that's just what i want to like also emphasize that that it's okay if you're out there creating content on the side don't feel pressured i used to feel that pressure that was why i closed down my ig talks the first time i felt so much pressure like because i i I used to post i think every week and the week I don't post, I start having anxiety mm-hmm. that, oh my God, I didn't post. I didn't do this. Ah, I, I've, I've messed, messed up. up. Exactly. But it's okay yeah, yeah, for yeah. you to have those weeks. Like, I don't think I've posted in a while now. And uh, mostly it's because of them. Um, mm-hmm. It's also because of them, um, of the NSAS. I'm like, nothing is coming out until we resolve. Yeah. But we answer. <laughs> but before then as well, um, I had just started a new role um in august and for like that whole month i did not post anything because i was integrating myself into the role and yeah and it's okay for you to have those days right so yeah 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 it's important that you actually mention that because one very toxic uh, let me not say toxic but some one thing that i've always seen that i don't necessarily agree, agree with um in the way that it's taken i like i like the spirit behind mm-hmm. it is that do what you love because you never have bad days when you mm-hmm. do what you love mm-hmm. but i wish i wish life was as ideal as that you know because um there's definitely going to be a lot of down days like i've i've been since working in computer science i've enjoyed i enjoyed my mm-hmm. degree i've had really great roles where i've had to i've worked on things that mm-hmm. i enjoyed um 
but there are times when I'm just like, oh my days, mm-hmm. what? Even sometimes I, I'm even like, is this really what I was bo- born to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because because sometimes, like, I'll be honest, sometimes those bad days can hit me in a way where I'm where I, I, some self doubt starts mm-hmm. starts yes, creeping. Yes. And also, you had you had a very good post about imposter um, syndrome. What's the name of this thing? What's the name of this imposter yeah. syndrome? You know, I, I mentioned how like my colleague came to tell me that he, that one I didn't feel imposter syndrome because I was like this guy is just saying rubbish. But I imagine you know come to tell me I he has ten years he has been coding for ten years. That like, mm-hmm, what do I know? Mm-hmm. If I was not deeply rooted in my two years <laughs> of of experience, <laughs> I would have cried yeah, that day. Yeah. But I gave him back. You know, but um. There's some days where it, it, it just it just it just gets yeah. slow, and you just have to kind of put in your mind that this is just one of those days, and it doesn't define yeah. the whole the mm-hmm, whole journey. Mm-hmm. And um, um, there's also I was listening to a podcast yesterday, speaking of, and it was the lady was speaking about like accountability and mm-hmm. shame, and how you know sometimes when an event happens or something bad happens, and we use that to define that oh this is how I yeah. am. So you you use that to say oh you're ashamed and you're saying oh I did this I failed mm-hmm. at this, but it's just a one off. Mm-hmm. You know you you did something you could have gotten better, done something better, or done something yeah. differently. In some cases, it's not even mm-hmm. you. Like because who knows the criteria they used to pick jobs when you don't get yeah. a job. Like you never yes. really know. So um, you don't even need to change. Maybe in some cases, but sometimes it's just that one event that you just have to take and say okay what am I taking from this event and you yeah. move on. It doesn't really define some failures failures don't really define define yeah. you yeah and all so yeah no no i've i think i've, I've had a really great conversation uh you said uh, before we started recording you said that uh, you wanted to ask me some questions <laughs> i don't know if yeah you've asked me enough no or... <laughs> i think that somehow by you responding to me you kind of answered them that's why i didn't ask again yeah 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 yeah, yeah you answered them four nine I think one thing before you know, one thing that we didn't talk about was even um, talking about uh, being black in the workplace you know yes um, so for me it, it's interesting I, I don't know I was saying this to someone I don't know if I said it to you but you know what there's been black and there's been black there's been black with the Canadian accent there's been black with the Canadian yeah, accent in the workplace and being black with the Nigerian yeah. accent in the workplace or with a foreign accent in the yes. workplace. So you go to the work and someone yeah. is like, pardon, pardon. It actually does a lot of mm-hmm. self... It brings Say a lot pardon, of self-doubt. Pardon. <laughs> 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 it is. That's what There's they more. say now. <laughs> it says, pardon, pardon. And I'm like, see, what I'm trying to say is... And then you see me like... Um, I think I'm not going to talk about the 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 way it has affected me or the way it it is like we all know that it's it's it does affect one when when you yeah. continue to hear i don't hear you i don't, I don't hear, hear you but yeah but i'll talk about how i have risen from it and how i i continue to rise and how i continue to be um to do things so ways i do it is i write i write down i write down i rehearse it and then i speak and sometimes if i'm the lead yeah. presenter i i make sure i come yeah. to every meeting with a powerpoint right so that they can yeah. hear me they can understand and they can see and use visuals 
um it's not easy for yeah. sure i don't know about you stefan i don't know if you've experienced those kind of things but it's definitely not easy i have people that that oh they're very they don't they love they don't um, make me feel anyhow instead they say okay yeah. the, instead they give me constructive feedback i just speak slower next time um we all have yeah. accents or something um, something yeah. I, I don't know the best way, but there are times when I don't feel the same way as someone saying pardon, pardon. You get what I mean? So, but, yeah. So they, they give me constructive <laughs> feedback on yeah, is, exactly on how to maybe yeah. no, I've, yeah. I've I can definitely relate okay. um, very well to this, um, and it's also as you the things that you do to to curtail it or uh, to nerf it uh, or reduce the effects are very. They're good, and it's also some of the challenges that black as black people we face, and Africans we face. And like, how can I be myself in the workplace and not be someone's expectation of me? Because, and you you know, it also your identity is kind of rubbed mm-hmm. off you. In when I was in co-op, I mentioned earlier that I was in the co-op mm-hmm. program for a year. One thing I I might have told you this. I've told a lot of people that, about this uh, story. One thing that happened when I was applying. So I usually put my full traditional mm-hmm. name. Because in, in Nigeria, we don't really have first name. But my father said I should use my native name, my robot name as my first mm-hmm. name. So I put the full thing. If you've seen it, it's the short form on my Instagram, mm. Uremu. Mm. The full thing is Uremu. So I put it on my resume and my last name. And the co-op lady called me to the office one time. She sent me an email and told me to come to the office. So she bought my, printed out my resume and she told me that um, I should use Stefan on my resume. Because she said this name the employers are not going to want to pronounce mm. it ha huh. i was weak but just the fact that i was thinking anything because i know i'm a i'm i have like a i'm a church i'm at a slight disadvantage in the mm-hmm. core program so i went back and i took it off but i never it always felt some mm. kind of way mm-hmm. in me that i'm moving my name because you know, my name is my yeah. identity what are you trying to tell what are you trying yeah. to tell me so a lot of times even when i apply for jobs i've after university and i had that realization that I'd, i'm not moving my name mm. for anybody else i still use my mm. traditional name although in two of my companies that have, two of the companies mm-hmm. i've worked at i put the traditional name when I, i'm doing security form i'll put stefan mm. then when i start working at the job they will now pick stefan and put it as my my main name on all the all the yeah. software because that's what they can they can, um, pronounce. They yeah. can pronounce. Yeah. So, but it's 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 terrible that I think is 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 a big struggle that we have to yeah, deal with. Absolutely. Being someone yeah. else in mm-hmm. the workplace, and um, definitely is something that gets fixed with more of us getting in the system. So it's also to our advantage that we educate ourselves and share in the manner that you that you're yeah. doing it and put more people in into the system mm-hmm. so that we are with people that understand us socially mm-hmm. as well as like academic uh, in whatever mm-hmm. field that we're getting yeah. into yeah what about yeah. you abisola do you have no, that's... oh sorry Stefan. <laughs> no, no go, go ahead go ahead <laughs> sorry do i have words do you have any stories about like being black in the workplace or it's not even today is not the day for, <laughs> for the multiple <laughs> stories 
multiple yeah. stories. There's always people that want you to change their name, to change your name to something that they can pronounce easily. Because mm. me, I have an English yeah. first yeah. name, but I hate the name. Mm. So like, I don't even tell my friends. Like, if you happen to know that name, then maybe we walked in the same place or we took the same class. Or for some weird reason, Shaisha saw my full ID. And then you can see mm-hmm. my first name. It's Gladys. <laughs> I, I wish so. I wish. It's Gladys. I'm sorry, the last person I they named wish. Gladys. <laughs> <laughs> but then my parents have this thing that English name is actually your first name. So I always have to like every single time I apply to a job and then when I start working mm. there, I have to actively chase them and tell them I want to change my name to Abisola and that's the name I want to bear. And then yeah. every single time I try to do that, there's always like two or three people telling me why don't I just leave it as what it is because it's easier to for people to pronounce or whatever and then eventually when they finally change yeah. my name to Abisola there's always one person in fact more than one there's always 10 people that want to call me Abby because Abisola is too long <laughs> so it's, yeah. there's obviously That's all what these mini mini microaggressions yeah so yeah yeah it's very rude for you you tell someone your name they want to stylize it <laughs> for so their own comfort i don't even know who is worse people that ask or people that just go ahead go ahead yeah so yeah no i know. like i think it's always nice to just politely tell them oh it's abisola oh i always do that in my, yeah. that's yeah. why i said i don't want to talk about my job because they probably hate me in that place because i am that one black person that i call you out for every single microaggression like you're not about to be rude to me and mm. be smiling nah i will call you out on it and put you in check right there and there and then you can continue smiling later but don't come and be rude to me just because i'm black and you think i'm just going to go with it so there's obviously that and when you walk yeah. where i walk every day man every day someone is being rude to you someone is but i mean they're just eventually you just even lose interest eventually you just tune it out because you know it's not every day that you Mm -hmm. want to be correcting people it's not every day that you want to be telling someone because like where i work i think it's important that where i work it's not like so right now i work in like a customer service related job so like there's like a thousand employees and there's like serious nepotism where i work so it's like everybody wants you to kiss their ass and i'm not that person so that's another thing i hate kissing ass and one thing i've noticed is that in canada for career advancement sometimes you kind of have to kiss ass so (laughs) so there's that too so i hate that obviously I mean, being a black, you're already even disadvantaged because, like, you already know that the only reason why I am here is because, like, a normal, not normal, but you already know that the only reason why you're doing this shit and taking it from them is because you're an immigrant. Like, Canadians and people that have their full documents or, like, that have their work permits or they wouldn't necessarily take this shit from you because they can just quit and go somewhere else, right? But, like, when I have to think of the fact that if I leave this job, I have to start my work permit process all over again, or, like, I have to start my... Do you, do, I don't know what I'm... Bosha, there's obviously all of that. So it's not, even easier for you, it's not even easy for um, you to just decide to just quit your job as an immigrant and all that stuff. So, like, there's obviously, like, issues everywhere. But hopefully one day, Sha... 
yeah. you'll get better. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Is the is the hustle we're on right now with uh, this pandemic has given us the guts. <laughs> love it. We love the mm-hmm. guts to get up and raise our voices. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But um I think on that note Yay. We're, <laughs> we're coming to we've come to the to the good end of the recording. <laughs> you should have you should have given me you should have given me the honors. So I said <laughs> on that it. note. On that okay, <laughs> please, please take, take the honors, please do the honors. Do on the honors. that note <laughs> as Stefano say, we have come to the end uh-huh. of this episode. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I guess thank yourself for, ha- for being on the part of you. Thank us for joining thank- you. That joined you. <laughs> thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. I had fun. Thank you for discussing. coming. We're, we're gl- thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Your favorite, uh, your favorite host is going to be here yeah. next time. All right. Catch you guys next week. As always, follow us on social media, Bounce to the Bone. And um, all our personal social medias are in the description. I'll add IJs as well. IJ, do you want to tell them, tell them your social Alamo media? Alamohi. O L O M O H I. Awesome. So, get in touch with us. Get in touch with IJ. You know, have some conversations. Any any message you send IJ, please reference Imagine. Advanced Bone so that we get our cuts. <laughs> Paid partnership with Advanced Bone. <laughs> with Advanced Bone. Yay! <laughs> All right. Catch you guys catch next you. week.